Are we ready? So let's talk through this just a little bit more today. Uh, I, w- I wanted to talk, um, uh, last week we talked about the Holy Spirit, and I think one of, one of the things that really got me excited is that Spirit-filled Christians, Spirit-walking Christians are ones that do make progress, not because they're trying to do something, but because the Holy Spirit is doing something in them. And I, I really think that it, it is... It's one of the lies of our lives and the lies of the enemy is that we're, we have to help ourselves. You know, God helps those who help themselves. Do you know that verse? It's not in the Bible. Yeah. Uh, and we live in a world of self-help, don't we? You know, as I mean, the, the, the bookstores are full of self-help. Uh, how, many, how many make it all the way through a whole book on self-help? Okay, good, good. Yeah, I, I usually get about halfway through there, and then I like I, I give up. Um, I've I've tried that, but what Paul is talking about here, and what we sh- should be concentrating on as Christians, is instead of trying to to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps, is instead yielding ourselves to the Holy Spirit and saying, Holy Spirit. I don't have the power to do this. I don't have the ability to do this. Uh, you know, as as Richard confesses his sins. Then God's like, cool. I'm glad. I'm glad you you consider yourself a sinner. I'm a savior. I can fix that. You, you know, it's like, yeah, but I'm struggling against my sin. That that's good because now I can fill you with my Holy Spirit, and then you'll struggle less. And and so instead of us trying to become the people that that fix ourselves, instead we can be yielded people who allow the Holy Spirit to fix us. Amen. So we know we're all broken. At least everybody in this in this room knows that that you're broken. And uh, so I want I want to talk about the Holy Spirit for a while because it's kind of you know it's like we talk about Father God, we talk about Jesus, but we really don't talk about the the work of the Spirit. But the whole New Testament is all about the work of the Spirit. In fact, my, my favorite verse in this is this is this verse. He says, "Does God give the Holy Spirit and work miracles?" When was the last time you saw God work a miracle? He's just talking real plainly to these people in Galatia, and he's like, you guys know how the whole miracle thing works, right? It's like God shows up and does incredible things that you believe can't be done, but now you know that because of what Christ has already done, if he's, if he's able to save us, then he can do anything. And, and uh, you know, I, I want to be in the place of miracles, I want to be in the place of where the Holy Spirit is working and doing active stuff. How about you? Or do you just want to, you know, but, you know, most, again, most of Christianity is all about, you know, about, you know, knowing stuff instead of doing stuff. It's like, and we really don't know the Holy Spirit's work in our lives or on the earth. And so that's why I wanted to focus on it. So you guys good? So let me talk just for a couple minutes about... Um, just what does the Bible say about the work of the Holy Spirit? You guys can help me. What does the Bible say? What does Jesus say about the Holy Spirit? Go ahead and you call it out to me. What's he say? The Holy Spirit is or will be? He's the comforter. Okay, how many need comfort once in a while? Okay, <laughs> I know you're thinking pillows. I need a comforter. Uh, what, he's the comforter. What else? He's advocate? Yes, okay. So... He's the, he will guide us. What else? 
Yes. He's an intercessor for us, right? He goes before. Yes. What else? He's the empower. Last week we talked about that. Uh, you know, wait until I empower you. How many have ever felt weak in, in their flesh as a Christian? Right? Yeah. And so what do we need? Strength. Yes, I know. It's like we feel like we should work out. And you know how much I love the Bible. And you know how much I want you guys to read your Bible. But it, the Christian life isn't about like putting in time. It's like, well, I read through my whole Bible again this year. Aren't I now more powerful? No, you're not powerful because you read through it. That's good you did, and I hope you learned something, but you're powerful because the Holy Spirit has been sent to you. That's where your power lies. It doesn't lie anywhere else. It doesn't lie in your knowledge. It doesn't really lie in your experience. It lies in being filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, what else? Come on. Okay, yes. He anoints us. He he anoints us. I mean, literally every single person here is, is gifted minister of the gospel, right? You know, like, that's your job. No, 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 that's our, all the body working together. I am, I am barely a toenail, okay? Uh, you guys are the big kahunas. You're the fingers and the hands and, and the hearts, and you're, you got it? So we, we do our part because the Holy Spirit's not just an empower, but he's a gifter. You know that. He has given each and every one of you guys gifts, now, we're going to go off to Guatemala about, uh, let me see, 16 of us next Saturday. Uh, we're going to be flying to Guatemala. And you're all going to, uh, you know, it, it, this, is, this is the feeling we get is, I don't know if God can use me. And, of course, he, he always uses you when you get out of your comfort zone. If you stay in your comfort zone and you, and you sit here and, you, and you know, or, or whatever you do to stay in your comfort zone, uh, then, then just the Holy Spirit's like, well, it's cool. I love you. Have a good time. You know, have a, have a good time being at peace. And, and, that's, and that's okay, just living. But the Christian life is meant to be lived on the edge. Did you know that? On the edge. I know, we hate the edge. And so, but he wants us to be uncomfortable so that we can see him work through us. You know, that's, that's the funny thing. And I mean, that's been the passion of my life because I've seen God work. I've seen him do miracles. I've seen him save sinners. I mean, that's, you know, that's the glory of my life. I was telling you about this discipleship house I lived in. It was crazy because every day we'd be, we'd be sharing the gospel on the street with, with people that were on the street, and they would pray the prayer, and we'd say, good, now you can come and live with me. That's crazy, right? Bringing homeless people into your house and then living with them but then watching the transformation because when you get it, you get it. Because when you get saved, the Holy Spirit comes and seals you. He gifts you. He works with you. He opens your mind. He heals you. Ooh, sorry. And that's what I, I want to be part of that. And so, you know, as you don't have to go to Guatemala to do it, but it's easier when you really take three steps out of your comfort zone. It's harder when you're only taking one step out, right? Okay, so where was I? Okay, so Jesus, he helps us, he teaches us, he encourages us, he enhances our prayer life, he regenerates us, he renews us, he fills us with power, he matures us, he fills us with peace and hope and joy, he gives us wisdom, he works on unbelievers. What? 
You know that the people around you that don't know Jesus, the Holy Spirit's already working on them. I always say I was, I was the easy pickings for any Christian to come by and share the gospel with me because I was like ripe. I was like a ripe person sitting on, you know, on the tree, ready to fall off. Anybody could have got me. And some wise person did. Uh, and I, I, I love that, that somebody recognized this guy needs Jesus. And I responded, he's like, yeah, to- of course, I totally need Jesus. And then he took me into his, his home and discipled me. Okay. He also, the main thing that Jesus does, or, or that the Holy Spirit does, is he glorifies Jesus. He makes Jesus bigger. And a lot of times we concentrate on our relationship with Jesus, but if you want Jesus to come into full life, it's your relationship with the Holy Spirit that does that. Okay? Because that he says, I'm going to send one, and he's going to glorify me. And so the simplest way for me to, to, to kind of talk about this is for us to start becoming aware of the Holy Spirit and his, what he wants to do in our lives. Okay? And how, am I, how are you going to do that? I want you to take this posture. Ready? And this prayer. Holy Spirit, <laughs> fill me. Empower me. Give me wisdom. Help me to know Jesus better. Use my life to glorify Him. Heal me. Use me as a vehicle of Jesus on the earth. All right, you guys. I didn't expect you all to just like follow. I was, pre- I was just preaching along, but that's what I want. But that's all he asks. So we wake up in the morning and say, okay, Lord, use my life. And it will be, you'll start to see him working when you're aware that he's wanting to work through you. Okay. Uh, so l- let me go uh, just briefly here. I-, I put down my second point, mistakes we make and lies we believe. Most... Christian fellowships, churches, whatever, use very worldly ways to try to enhance our Christian life. Uh, I mean, we really do. And I'm not saying that wisdom doesn't help, but how many know that you should treat your wife with like a queen? Man, man, I'm talking to you. Man, I'm talking to you. Men, Yes, I should do that. Okay, okay. It looks like we have to work on the wind. Okay, how many, how many of you ladies? <laughs> so, no, 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 that doesn't work. They don't need to be like kings. They need to be servants. Okay, you treat them like servants. You, you treat the ladies like queens and men like servants. Anyway, so you know you're supposed to treat your wife like a queen all the time, 100% of the time, right? And how many have not done that? I've been to a lot, uh, and Jendi and I, we used to go to these marriage seminars. I always hated those. I, I mean, they're, they're good because you're like, whoa, I could be a better husband. But most of the time you're just going, I'm the worst husband in the world. And you think that the speaker's the best guy, right? You're like, because he's got all the illustrations, how he, how he whatever, he's romanced his wife and all. Anyway, I don't want to go too far into all that. But anyway, we come it's easy to come to the end of ourselves or just say, well, I read the book or I went to the seminar and therefore I'm fixed. And Christianity does that. It's like, if you know it, then you must do it. But I know a lot of stuff that I don't do. But what I need is the Holy Spirit to empower me to take that knowledge, to take that wisdom that I learn, and actually to work it out in my life so that when I'm ready to not 
you know, treat my wife like a queen, that the Holy Spirit says, ah, now's your chance to fulfill the seminar you went to, to, to fulfill the book that you wrote. No, I didn't write a book on marriage yet. Uh, I'm going to do that when my wife gives me permission. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, so you get that. So, but, but Christianity cannot be boiled down to methods, okay? It always boils down to relationship with what God wants to do. He can't be boiled down to, to knowledge. It certainly can't be boiled down to pride, and I think uh, Kendra brought up a good point because a lot of times we're, we're, you know, we're thinking we're strongest to be able to share the gospel when we are like, look at me. I'm really walking with God. I haven't sinned for at least 10 minutes. And so now I'm ready to share the gospel. Which brings me to a verse that I actually put on, on your paper today. So here's what Paul says. He says, I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness, with great fear, with trembling. This is how we go to Guatemala, right? It's like we don't come, it's like, we're, the Americans are here. The American Christians full of the Holy Spirit are here to, to work in your lives and to, to settle all the issues of Guatemala and your country will be a shining light on a hill as soon as we leave in one week. No, I came to you in great weakness and great fear and trembling. And my message and preaching were not with wise and persuasive words. What? You don't have to have great sermons to impress people, but with the demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on human wisdom, but on God's power. Isn't that beautiful? Did I give a reference for that? It's 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 2. Okay. I don't think I wrote that down on there, but you guys should have that. Did I? Okay. First Corinthians 2, 2. Okay. Beautiful. So what am I saying here? Some of the mistakes we make are relying on ourselves and or the lies of the enemy. One of the lies of the enemy is that you're not holy enough to be able to be used by God or you're, you know, you, you're not obeying fully, Jamie. It's like, it's like that has the gospel, that's what's so cool about it. It has nothing to do with you. It has a 100% to do with the grace of God and what Jesus has already done. And our response is to say, yes, Lord, bring it on. Fill me with the Holy Spirit so that I can be like Jesus. Got it? All right, I'm going to wrap. Yes, got it? All right, got it. Thank you. All right. So he says this in the verse that we read. He says, no, God did not give you the Holy Spirit or work miracles among you because you obeyed the law. Most of us still have a religious mindset about how God can can use us or change our lives. It's like if we do the right things, then God will meet us. Instead of saying, if I trust in you, you will do it. So let me, let me just use this illustration to help us here. Is there anything in your life that you would actually want the Holy Spirit to do for you, the change in your life. Besides Richard, Richard wants to be less of a sinner this week. God wants you to be less of a sinner this week too. But you can't get there from here. You can't get there in your own strength. But instead, you can say, you know what? I'm just going to lift my 
hands before the Lord and say, Lord, you know who I am. Change me. Work with me. Build my, your life in me. Okay, so does anybody have any issue in your life that you've been struggling with? You do? Okay. And has anybody not been treating their wives like a queen? Just hang your head. Don't raise your hand. Okay, good. But in our hearts, all of us have the same hope. We want to be like Jesus to the people around us. We really do. I know you guys all have a passion to be Jesus to one another. So what we're going to do, and I'm just going to end with this, because you know all the, all the words in the world won't fix what God can do in one second. Right? So let's do this. Let's stand together. And you guys already prayed with me once, but we're going to do it again. Because that's the thing. It, you know, the, the, the Bible in, in Romans, it says, we don't even know how to pray. So that the Holy Spirit will help us and even intercede for us. And when we run out of words, he's still going. And he's saying, what you really need is this. And a lot of times we think we need something, and God knows we need something else. So we're going to do this. So everybody close your eyes. No embarrassment here. We don't want you outside your comfort zone. That was a joke. We're standing before our God, who has graced us with everything that we need to walk before him. And as we look at the things that we struggle with right now, our weakness, our sins maybe, our feelings of lack, those are things he wants to fill. Because when the Bible talks about being filled with the Spirit, he fills in those spots in our life where we know that we are lacking. So right now, let's just put our hands out. Jesus, when he walked in the room, John chapter 20, he breathed on them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. And then he breathed on them. And he's constantly breathing on us saying, be filled with the Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Stop struggling with your life the way that you've been struggling with it. Those things that you have been thinking, oh, I'm lacking. He wants to meet you right there. And he may not fill them, but he will empower you to carry the weight of that thing sometimes. So, Holy Spirit, we do right now ask you to fill us, teach us, empower us, show us more of who Jesus really is as our Savior, as the one who is enough for every part of our life. And Lord, as we trust you right now, we're not trusting on any laws, any principles. We're trusting on by faith that you will accomplish great things in our life. And we thank you for it in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.